Garrett, before we record, do you want some of this chocolate that somebody left us? This looks delicious. I do not. I do not like chocolate. <gasps> oh, well, I'll just have some. Ooh, actually, it's kind of bitter. Uh, where did that chocolate come from? I honestly don't know. I just, it appeared and, uh, I tried some. I don't know, it was a bad choice. Apparently. Are you sure it wasn't Digital World Chocolate? I hear, I hear that's bitter. Oh, maybe it was. Yeah, that's probably what it was. That checks out. That makes total sense, yeah. Uh, so would you like to record this episode while you're here? Um, yeah, anything to get the taste of this out of my mouth. Ugh. All right, cool. Hello, and welcome to Going Digital, colon, a Digimon Rewatch podcast, where I am Shin Garrett. And I am Kit Kat. And this week was episode 29 of Tamers, which is either called um, Garrett Forgot to Open Up the Wiki Page, or in Japanese, uh, Garrett Forgot to Open Up the Wiki Page. Oh, well, maybe Garrett should open up the wiki page. <laughs> it's either actually Goliath or here is the ghost castle, the great escape of stray Kuluman. I keep thinking you're saying straight Kuluman and not stray Kuluman. I'm pretty sure I, had, I said stray, though. You did, but it just sounds like straight and I'm like... What does that matter? I'm not here to assume Kuluman's orientation. Of of anything, yeah. Um. Would you like to tell me about this episode? I mean, I guess I could. Sure. Um. Um. So Takato and company end up in from the little cube thing in essentially what looks like an Escher painting. Um. And then Guillemon finds chocolate and eats it, and it's gross. So Terriermon tries it and thinks it's also gross. And they get chided about it, which is kind of weird. That doesn't seem to go anywhere. Then they meet up with friend A and friend B, who has Rio with them, but not Rika. And so they talk. Um, Cyberdramon growls at Takata when he tries to introduce himself, and Rio says he's looking for his arch enemy, which is interesting. Uh, and then they sort of tell him what happened with Rika, which eventually leads to Takato giving Rio basically a season recap, but with his cute drawings. Um, and then Rika and Renamon have like one cameo in this episode where they're wandering around. Rika is still clearly very salty. Um, so then while Takato is explaining all this stuff, these scarecrow Digimon show up for no reason and also cameo and then nothing happens. Uh, then they switch to Kulamon, who's now wearing the flag that Takata made as a cape. And then he's sort of traveling across the desert all alone, poor baby, and gets attacked by what seems to be a dog from Looney Tunes um, that thinks Kulamon is a cat. Uh, so it runs around, and then, then they go back to Takato and company, who spend the night... In the castle, um, they are like 
going to sleep and then Nightmon scares them and then, but they end up going back to sleep. Ryo goes first. Everybody's like, oh, he's so manly. And then Takato can't sleep. So I guess he's not manly, um, by process of elimination there. Uh, and then he finds this weird note from his mother, which makes him cry. Jerry hears him cry. So she comes over and then Takato says that he's glad that she came with. Then it switches back to Kulamon, who meets the, I've forgotten again what the name of that big Impmon is, but gigantic Impmon, who like looks at him and hears him talking, but ignores him and drives off, um, which is upsetting for Kulamon. Then Kulamon finds one of those digital tumbleweed and starts singing and like rolling along with it. Then he finds the like little glowy airfish things. And then is running around and accidentally activates his power by, I don't know if it's because, I don't know what caused it, but makes some sort of weird looking rune thing. Um, and that causes all the local Digimon to evolve, which attracts the attention to Monkemon and Dragonmon. Uh, so they start going after him. And at the same time, Takato and company get down to the bottom of the stairs out of the castle and end up in the desert. So then they see Monkemon going like crazy that direction they follow him uh kulamon gets upset about the bright lights and then uh ends up following the airfish things and falls into a hole um which protects him because then monkey mon can't find him but then cyrodramon attacks dragonmon and while the others can't beat dragonmon Riomon has a new card type that they haven't used before they says only strong trainers can use um, which causes Cyberdramon to just literally get bigger. Like he's the same Digimon. He doesn't evolve. He's just larger, um, strong, independent Digimon who doesn't need any evolution. Uh, da, 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 and then they, so he wins that fight. Um, and that's kind of the end of the episode. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. That was like, B plus work. Nice. Okay. Yeah. And I think my biggest thing about this episode was really like that, um, the, the note that his mom leaves him is super weird in Japanese. I don't know if it's just like a cultural thing. But she talks about how he was a big baby, and so it took a long time to deliver him, and it was tough, which just doesn't sit well with me. I feel like that's a weird thing to tell your child. Unless you're like, oh, child, you're pregnant, and you should know you or your partner's pregnant, and you should know that you were a humongous baby, and I had a terrible time delivering you, like... Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It might be a cultural thing. Maybe it was like meant as like a joke to lighten up the mood because we couldn't be serious the entire letter. Maybe. I mean, this is a kids' show. We can't we can't have emotions all the time. If it was a joke, I feel like the joke should have been that uh, his head was too big. Uh, probably also fair. Um, I think I have two biggest things with this episode. Um, the first one is that it's all over. And the second one is, for a lot of stuff happening, it sure kind of feels like a filler. Yeah, I I think 
part of it is the cutting back and forth, which I mean, I guess shouldn't be that big of a deal, but for some reason it's just like, oh, we're doing this. Oh, and then we're doing this. Oh, and then we're doing this other thing. And then Looney Tunes, Looney Tunes dog thing is really weird. And the airfish come out of nowhere. And there's like a, mu- there's two musical numbers in this episode, actually. Yeah, Looney Tunes dog thing is completely crazy and unsure how, why even. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I think also like all the individual parts don't have any substance to their self. If that makes sense. Yeah, not really. Because like Nightmon is just going down the hall. No biggie. That one's the only one I really feel is sort of makes sense, I guess, because it scares the kids. But there's all the scarecrows sitting there, but then they just leave them. So it's like, what the heck? And, you know, Kulamon just running around in the desert, I guess, you know, is fine, but just, like, not really necessary doesn't do much, except maybe build up Kulamon's character that Kulamon's a little out there. Right. I mean, I feel like that all, like, all of the separate parts of the episode need the other groups to kind of contextualize itself for what it needs to do in the episode so the fact that like none of them really stand on their own kind of bugs me yeah because like the other the other groups like shouldn't be aware of one another but the way it's portrayed is they all kind of need one another to work and i don't know like I think, like, the Togato group stuff is pretty fun, because it's exploring, like, oh, the Digimon is, the the digital world is kooky and weird, let's do kooky and weird things. Like, I'm always on board for, like, weird world building with the digital world. Yes, but not like this? No. No, like, the the Togato, like, the Togato group stuff's pretty good. I like, I like all of that, pretty much. Um, yeah, because, like, there's like the chocolate thing which is kind of cute and that kind of like harkens back to some like early adventure stuff where the kids are just like trying to figure out what the world is and it's kind of interesting where like Rio is there as the experienced one to like hand wave a lot of the weird things which kind of contextualizes things in an interesting way yeah I wish they'd done a little more of that like with the kids being like what what the heck is happening and Rio being like, Oh yeah. You know, it took me a month and a half to figure this out. You do this and this and this, like that would make sense, but it, that's not quite how it's done. Right. Well, I think it's more just like a time thing. Cause like they're doing other stuff instead. And like, it's like, unfortunately like the Rika part completely unneeded. Like you could have cut that and none, none the wiser. Yeah, I'm not sure what the purpose of that was exactly, other than just to be like, oh, no, she's still mad. Yeah, I think it was just, like, to show that, like, she's still upset about the Rio thing, and, like, I mean, it's fine, like, it's in character for her, but just, it's kind of just a cutaway to be like, hey, Rika exists, she is still Rika, alright, let's cut back. Yeah. I don't know, I feel like they just maybe didn't have enough stuff for this episode so they kind of had to like filler it with like the kuluman stuff 
because like the dog part completely unnecessary like why like it's kind of like funny and like the oh that's like a weird looney tune digimon that's kind of interesting that like this digimon works on cartoon physics yeah and knows what a cat is and thinks kulamon is a cat like Every time they do these like weird throwaway jokes, it ends up creating all this. If you're thinking about it as being canon in a universe that potentially has rules, they just keep making weirder and weirder rules. Right. Which like could be fine, but it's never super explained. So, eh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like so, Dogman, you could have cut. Um. The run-in with uh, Beelzebubmon or Beelzmon or whatever his name is, like, that's fine. Um, he's bad at his job because his job was to, I think, either kill or capture the kids and Kulumon, and he has seen both the kids and Kulumon and has done neither. Yeah. He's also attempted to do neither, too. Well, it seems like he's almost having to get used to what's going on in his own head because he's mixed up with that uh, motorcycle. Maybe. But, like, his eyes aren't red, so he's clearly not being controlled. That's the sign of being controlled, is that your eyes are red. Oh, I didn't think about that, but yeah. I don't know. It's just weird. He's just, like, really enjoying driving around, I guess. Right. Which is... Oh, I mean, it's fine. I like I would have taken like a longer part with that rather than Dogmon. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been. I don't know. It it seems like they could have been advancing the plot with different things or they could have been, you know, I don't know, putting together a coherent story. But nope, it's all just, oh, here's some weird and wacky stuff. Let's keep going and do something else now, you know. Like the chocolate thing? Is that ever going to come back? No, but I, I think that like I think that falls into like digital world building, which we haven't had a super lot of yet, so I'm more willing to just let that slide. I mean, I don't know. I'm just... How is it digital world building? It's just they had a food and it was gross. They've had other food. Have they had food in this one? But I mean, assuming that the digital world is consistent between series, they've had food before. That's been a consistent experience throughout the thing and then rio saying like oh you only have to eat when you're hungry and i was like isn't that the same thing as i i mean i get what he's saying is you don't eat that much in the digital world which is fine and they're getting like the part where it's night suddenly and they're having to get used to that that feels like world building to me but i don't know about the chocolate the chocolate it's just there you know I mean, it's there. I mean, maybe it's it's to, like, show, like, the... I think it's to show, like, the things are not as it seems. Like, you know, the chocolate was not what it was expected to be. The digital world is weird. The backdrop was, the you know, the music video of Take On Me. I guess, but to me, like, there are better ways to show things are not what they seem because honestly like i've had chocolate that i thought tasted gross in the real world so i'm not buying it that that's special about the digital world or says that things are not as they seem i don't know just seems like they could have done a better job conveying that 
I mean, I think it would have been better if they like tried to eat the chocolate and it just crumbled in their hands or like bounced. They accidentally dropped it and it bounced or something. Then it would be like, oh, things are not as they seem. But just like chocolate being gross is not that weird. I mean, that's fair. But I think like it was quick enough and it led into other things pretty quick that it didn't super bother me. The scarecrow thing annoyed me, where it's just like, oh, there's scarecrows, ooh, and then they just move on with their lives. They don't talk to them. Well, so Rio, like, mentions it, and it's just, Rio's like, yeah, they they do that, but don't worry, they're fine. Right, but, like, I don't know. It's all these throwaway one-offs. I just don't like it. I can see that. I mean, I still think, like, that section's, like, the best part of the episode, though, because... It's just, like, weird, kind of, like, not necessarily off-putting, but I can't think of the word that I'm looking for. It's just like that, mm, not disassociation. I can't think of the word I'm looking for. It's like the thing where, like, it's close enough to resemble something, but the expectations don't match with what it actually does. Right. It's, like, slightly off from what you're expecting. Right. And, like, that's neat. That's, like, that's what the digital world does good. And they do some of that. They kind of... They kind of just, like, explain a lot of it out right away using Rio as, like, the experience one. Which... Which I think is kind of causing your problem. Like, like Rio is there to hand wave pretty much everything. Yeah, which annoys me. Um, yeah, but, yeah, I mean, they would have to, like, drastically change the structure of the episode to not do that, and I still think, like, I I still like the attempt of, like, having this more experienced person, like, kind of just, like, nonchalantly explaining away things that are weird about the digital world to seem normal. I think there's good stuff there. I just, the execution is not the best. But, I mean, in the end, I still think this episode's pretty alright. I mean, the episode's fine. It's just, it could have been so much better. I agree. Like, I definitely think a lot of the Kuluman stuff could have been cut. And,. I mean, part of that might be my bias of, like, I'm not super into Kuluman, but I also think a lot of it was kind of unnecessary. I mean, yeah, the whole, like, weird musical number and running around with stuff. I I mean, I think it's just there's too much weirdness. They need to, to like, either, this is sounds weird, I guess, but make the weirdness consistent and meaningful or get rid of it. It's just annoying. In the format that it is. Right. That makes sense. I agree. Like, definitely... I think being more focused would have helped. Yeah, they're not very good at that. Because we're... I mean, we're still kind of all over, and... Apparently, we're, we're like, anti-getting everybody together. Um... You know, just because with, like, the Rika thing and, like, Kuluman being separate, so 
they're not like super necessarily into getting the group together and moving things forward that way. Yeah. But I mean, that also like might be some of the point because they're like, they're in the digital world. They're searching. I mean, it's hard to not be lost. I don't know. I'm, I'm iffy on that. Yeah. I don't know. It's all, it's, I try to remember that this was a kid's show from the early 2000s and the, can't expect terribly much from it but it's hard as an adult not to be like this is bad and this is bad and this is bad you know right yeah no i get that and then like so i mean there's even like the the davis stuff in there too and like the davis haven't been a thing for a hot minute yeah not really you know and then there's the fight with Dragon Mon, and then even before that, like Monkey Mon, whose name I can't remember, is talking about how he needs to find Kulumon before the other one. Like, there's another separate Deva also trying to get Kulumon, but they're not working together. Right, which is like okay, but then we also don't know who that is, and it that the whole thing is just kind of. It just feels like different people wrote different parts of this almost, you know? Mm, maybe. Because, like, that's... It's just too much happening at once. There's Monkey Mon and this whole thing that you're talking about. There's, like, Kulamon running around and doing his stuff. And then there's, like, the kids having too many problems. I mean, maybe this show is for people who have attention disorders and so they need to be able to have a bunch of stuff going on to keep their attention but that is not me i am not the target audience for that that's fair um yes also like the fight it's just kind of there but i mean that's kind of par for the course um also just kind of like has like the glaring like um none of rio's backstory was explained so none of cyber german makes sense yeah and that's like a thing before where like cyber german seems like more feral and animalistic than the rest of the digimon which is interesting and a like a different way to play into the whole like tamer thing and how there's this kind of almost like polar opposite to how like the main cast has developed their relationship to their Digimon versus Rio. Yeah. I don't like his relationship to Cyber Drummon. I mean, that's fair. It it's just feels weird like he's got a whip and he's like this is just how he is he's like a savage beast you know blah 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 and it's just like what why i mean i mean i guess it's possible that they're digimon they're just very strong and very non-verbal and very aggressive and whatever but i just don't understand why that needed to be brought up like what is the I mean, and as I'd say, and as I guess I will continue to say, because it's going to keep happening, you know, Rio games. 
Right. But, you know, I mean, I shouldn't have to play the video game for the television series to make sense. The television series should stand on its own. Right. I agree. That makes sense. But they didn't do that. And there's video games. (laughs) So, yep. I mean, part of it is like Cybertron is like half of the big bad Digimon from the real games. Because at the end of the real game, before Tamers, it ends with that Digimon, Millennium Mon, apparently supposed to be. Rio's real partner and then it jogresses with Rio's partner that he had at that point which then reverted it into a digi egg which then hatches into Cybertramon you know and then he like moves from like the adventure world to the tamers world you know that's a thing you know real game stuff that doesn't sound like that makes a lick of sense either. Um, the point I'm trying to make is C- Cybertron is feral because he is like one half of like the world ending Digimon. Okay. So like, gotta deal with that. I guess. I'm... That's a whole nother plot line that they're not even totally explaining. Correct. Do you have anything else to say about this episode? Um, no. I apologize for explaining real stuff bad. I keep forgetting to, like, re-look it up and read it. Um, I should really do that. Uh, that's on me. Um, but I think we got the gist of it. Like, you know, uh, Millennium Man is bad. And is part of Real's partner, Digimon. Okay. And a whole bunch of other stuff, but yeah. Um, do I have anything else to say about this episode in general? Um, not particularly. Um, the Takato mom's letter is an interesting thing. And... I think it's just interesting because, like, Takato's, like, kind of allowed to have emotions for a little bit, and that's cool for a show to do. Um, People are allowed to have emotions. Hot take. Yep. Someone asked me yesterday if I had any hot takes, and I was like, no, I don't think so. But now you do. You have one. I do. It's that uh, characters are allowed to have emotions in children's television. Um, People dealing with shit is extremely common and should be represented in in all forms of media. Yeah, so kids know how miserable being an adult is. Yeah, pretty much. Um, So I think, like, that part is kind of cool. And, like, I don't... Like, it's just, like, a solid thing. It just happens, and then, like, we're kind of done with it, which is fine. And, I don't know, I think it's a solid part. Like, the, the jury, like, picking up on it and kind of, like consoling with Takato is also pretty good. Like, I think that's, like, a solid scene. But, yeah. Yeah. It was cute. 
It was nice. I, although it was annoying that it was, of course, the one girl in the group who does the emotional support. But While I agree with that, I look at the rest of our idiot cast, and I'm like, who else would do that? I mean, that's fair. It would have been super out of character for Rika, actually. So, I mean, I'm not, like, super upset at that. Like, because, like, Kazuo or Kenta ain't going to do it. Well, and those two also have, like, a sort of special relationship. Right. I mean, I don't, I don't know if that makes it worse or better that they totally have feelings for each other. Yeah. I don't know. I still side on it's fine, because, as I said, Kazuo and Kenta ain't going to be doing that. And I don't necessarily know if Henry would either. He seems to be kind of bad at, like relationships with his family yeah um so there's that also like the card that like rio has like i can't just get that out of my mind it's like oh he got the super rare card and or spent a bunch of money on it that's the only thing this being a strong tamer thing is bullshit yeah i know he's like only a strong tamer can use these cards you're like really bruh Really? I'm like, all right, man, you you pulled a legendary. Good for you. That's what I assume what it is. I wonder if there's actually a Goliath card in the game and like what its rarity was and like how good it was. I don't know. Um, that that's all I have though. I think at this point, um, I once again apologize for explaining real stuff bad. Um. Yep. Cool. Would you like to hear a poem? I would like to hear a poem. Kulamon rock, Kulamon roll. Kulamon get scared and fall in a hole. That's pretty good. That's like a salad B2. And um, this is a podcast located on the internet at goingdigitalpodcast.com, where there are links to things such as iTunes, Twitter, email, and you're allowed to use all of those things. Wow, that's great for us, yes. Yep. And um, the Digivolution is not walking away. Okay. See what I did there? I, I, made, I made a reference to the song Take On Me. <laughs> and also to Rika walking away. Oh, man, that works on levels. There you go. Um, yeah, and, uh, good time. Uh, right, good night, I guess. And stop.